Welcome back to another episode of Father Time. I'm Matt McBrayer, and with me is Chase Green. How are you doing, Chase? I'm doing well. How about you? Man, I'm doing good. I'm excited to get started on this. So we've got a new season coming up uh, starting today. Uh, we're now in season three, and we're pretty excited about what is coming up this season. Uh, uh, Chase, this show is your brainchild. I mean, that's the way I look at it. You've you kind of uh, thought this up. I've been happy to join in with you. So I think it's fitting that you announce what we're going to be doing this season. All right. I appreciate that. Um, Basically, we're just kind of getting down to the nuts and bolts, if you will, of studying the Bible with our families. You know, this is like a how-to. How do I go about studying the Bible uh, with my family? And so we're going to have the theme of leading by learning. Let's see, I've got a button I can press here, leading by learning. And essentially what we want to do is involve ourselves in the learning process as as Christians, as we should, and then teach those same things that we're learning as fathers, as husbands, and teach those things to our our wives and children. So we're going to talk about, you know, how to study the Bible in various ways, whether it be a topical study or an exegetical verse-by-verse approach or textual type approach. Some tips and tricks for, you know, we have found this to be helpful, uh, you know, different things like that. And then study resources, which we'll get to some of those today. And just kind of hopefully helping fathers to have a good foundation uh, ourselves, even if we haven't gone to uh, preaching school or a school of biblical studies or whatnot, still hopefully we can provide some resources this season that will kind of give us an upper hand so that we can do what we can to make sure that we're as knowledgeable as possible. Yeah. Uh, So I'm looking forward to this, um, uh, especially this episode, because uh, uh, this is the stuff I like to talk about pretty much all the time. Uh, We've got uh, all kinds of uh, tools that are set before us. And um, you know what? We're going to, we're going to start off with uh, the number one most common thing. I mean, these are uh, resources that we're using outside of the Bible is uh, what we're talking about. You know, um, uh, one of our teachers back at Memphis used to say all the time, the Bible is its own best commentary. And uh, that's certainly true. Uh, We're going to discuss some helps that will help us um, in uh, doing things. You know, uh, it's always good um, when you have somebody that is, you know, using the scriptures uh, and, you know, handling it aright, and then, using that and writing down uh, all of this information based on, you know, certain subjects. Uh, and so uh, we're going to talk about books for a little bit. Let's talk about some books. Um, you know, we've got a lot of uh, favorite books that we, uh, we use. And, um, you know, I think, you know, obviously uh, you've got, you know, some commentaries and a good brotherhood commentary is good. You know, we, I like those. Um, you've got your lexicons and you've got, you know, your Bible dictionaries and um, things like that. Um, I don't know how long this is going to take us because we probably we probably could talk all season about just this one thing. But uh, Chase, what do you got? OK, well, I've got several stacks of books on my desk currently and plenty of books behind me as well. But uh, uh, the first thing I'd like to say is when I'm talking about works of men. I don't ever offer a 
full blanket endorsement. Of course, I know you right. agree with that. Yeah. Um, because they're men. And obviously, the scriptures that are written down, properly translated within these books, obviously we can trust. Uh, but the, their commentary, sometimes they're men and they might get some things wrong. So we want to make sure and just kind of put that disclaimer out there that uh, none of these are going to be just total uh, 100% endorsement. That said, a lot of these books that I'm going to show, uh, I have found to be very helpful. A few of these books I have yet to read, but I've heard that they're very good and they're on my to-do list. And uh, I think all of the ones that I've got, except for maybe one, are by members of the church. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, if you do happen to read something that is denominationally produced, just be very, very careful. Uh, you know, eat the fish, but spit out the bones. And some some books are there's a lot more bones than others. So just be careful about that uh, as a way of disclaimer as well. So the first stack of books that I have. These are basically books on how to study the Bible. So I thought that would be appropriate to start with. I've got four of them, and I say that. Uh, the first two are essentially that. I think these first two are, are written by members of the church, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be mistaken on this first one. It's uh, How to Understand the Bible by W. Robert Palmer. And uh, I have used this one as well as the next one. How to Effectively Study the Bible by J.J. Turner. I think he's a, a brother, if I don't... He is. Right. He is, okay. Anyways, I've used both of these pretty extensively in a How to Study the Bible class that I've been teaching our middle schoolers and our teenagers, and I'm thinking about teaching it to our uh, adult class on Wednesday nights at some point as well. They've been pretty helpful in breaking down, hey, this is what you look for, this is how you organize your thoughts, etc. And then... Got to mention this one, used this a lot once I found out about it in preaching school. The Blue, famous Know Your Bible by Frank yeah. Dunn. That's a, that that is is a good one. Old mine as far as these kind of books are concerned. Basically, uh, the subtitle is Analysis of Every Book in the Bible. If you want to kind of get a big picture, bird's eye view of every book in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, then you need to get your hands on one of these Know Your Bible by Frank Dunn. Absolutely, extremely handy. Um, you know, if you want to just overview each book of the Bible with your your family, hey, we're going to take uh, 66 weeks, and each week we're going to talk about a book of the Bible, so a little over a year. This would come in extreme handy for that. And then one more, and then I'll kick it back to you. And this would be an example of lectureship books. There are a lot of great lectureship books out there that various schools of preaching and, and different congregations have put out. Um, one that I have always found very helpful are these red lectureship books. Uh, I think it used to be the Denton Shirts mm -hmm. lectureship. It changed locations at one point midway through. Yeah. It's just um, shirts now, isn't it? Just shirts. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Anyways, this is the last one I think they put out, uh, Studies in Job, but they've got one on each book of the Bible as well. Mm -hmm. I use these a lot in preaching school. So between I, these and uh, Know Your Bible, that helped me a lot when it was time to like write papers on different yeah. books. So I, I found them very helpful. You can just kind of see in the edge of my screen, that's what those red books are in my yeah. library. Uh, um, right above my head in my screen are yeah. some of them, I believe. Yeah, I've got... I've got a lot of them. I need to get the rest of them. Yeah, um, I've, got, I've got maybe a th 
third or a fourth of them. Yeah. You know, good lectureship books. Um, you know, the get well, uh, lectures, the spiritual sword lectureship is what that one is. Um, a lot of good, good material there. Um, I love the you know, power lectures, Memphis lectures, of course, uh, Lubbock lectures. There's, there's several right. good ones that have been pretty helpful to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. That same here. Um, I love, I love those books. I, I use, especially the, um, shirts lectures. I have used those books, um, probably weekly. I think I probably, when I'm studying a passage, I like to go over there and, and read to see if somebody else has already looked at this. Um, and so, yeah, I, I go to that a lot and it may not be exactly what I need, but I do learn still by just going and reading it. So, yeah. Okay. So I've got, um, a few here and we could probably just keep naming off books. Um, but this is kind of a newer one to me and I really like it, but, uh, notes from the margin of my Bible by, um, Wayne Jackson. This is Old New Testament. Now, when you open it up, um, you go to different passages here. Um, I, I believe it goes in order. Um, but you go to different passages, and there's um, a uh, an article based on that passage um, telling you what to underline and uh, what things mean. And and so really good, really good resource. I like this one. Um, it's kind of new in my library. Um, I am planning on actually um, sitting down one day and just going, going through this. Now, um, I will say this um, kind of in regards to this, um, just to kind of cross promote here. But um, Josh Walker does a uh, podcast now on the Scatterbroad Network um, that uh, he started on his own and, and has graciously come over. Um, uh, called if you mark in your Bible, uh, same concept. Uh, so, uh, just, you know, the, that podcast and this book, I think are pretty neat in the sense that when you're listening to the podcast, you're reading this book, if you just open up your Bible and you're going along with it, um, it's nice. It's a nice uh, way to study. I think um, that podcast uh, premieres on the network, at least, uh, this Tuesday, I believe. Oh, January. Nice. January 3rd or something like that. So very nice for that. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm excited. I'm going to uh, get to be on an episode of that. Um, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I started looking at that one just because of going on. I was like, I don't know what, what, what the deal is. So I uh, started listening to him. I'm like, this is an awesome podcast. I like yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so uh, I do questions and answers a lot. And, uh, I recently got these in book form. I have them digitally, um, but questions and answers, volume one and two, uh, Guy and Woods. Um, this is a must have for everybody. You need to have uh, these these books. I mean, uh, you get um, uh, you get these various questions that have been asked to Brother Woods, um, whether privately or in open forum. These are all open forum ones. Um, and how he's answered them. Also, in that same vein, I, I've got it. Um, it is out of print. So if you find one, snag it. Um, uh, I every, every time I find one, I buy one. Even though I have two copies, 
I'm, I want to be able to let my kids have them. Um, but Lipscomb and Sewell questions and answers is also a very good one. Um, if you don't have that, it's, it's yay thick. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty good size. Um, but it is, um, uh, the different questions that were submitted to the gospel advocate back in the day. Um, and, uh, Lipscomb answered those questions in the gospel advocate. And that's what, what it was. So, um, so kind of going older now, I, I guess, really, it's funny. I'm doing this backwards as far as, you know, you know, newest to oldest. Um, but, um, I only have one of these, uh, on right now. I've got them on the shelf. Uh, Hardeman Tabernacle Sermons. Uh, I think there's four or, I don't know, three or four volumes of this. I can't remember. Um, but get get those. Um, these are the lessons that um, he preached in different places, starting um, at the uh, Ryman um, Auditorium, you know. Um, so anyway, yeah, over in Nashville, yeah, he... Um, pretty famous matter of fact if you go over um to the uh, grand Ole opry uh there is a picture of um nb hardman in there uh if you go on the tour um, huh. and they talk about that um anyway that's a good one um i have found these to be awesome just because um they they like he has all these illustrations that we just don't think about and then some illustrations I've heard uh, preachers use today. And I'm like, oh, man, M.B. Hardeman used that like in the 1920s. Right. <laughs> it's, it's cool. Um, all right. So this one is not a, a, um, a Bible book per se, but this is about J.W. McGarvey. Uh, it's called Brother McGarvey, uh, The Life of President McGarvey. Um, you know, him being president of college. But um Anyway, this is really cool. I really like J.W. McGarvey. And the reason I'm even suggesting this is kind of getting to know uh, some of these older preachers and how they thought and what they did um, helps motivate you to do some things uh, when it comes to your study. I've got several books by, you know, Brother McGarvey. Um, and uh, I don't know if I've got all of them, but I've got most of them. I've even got some... Um, uh, sermons, the uh, lost sermons of his, and I've got some outlines of his. And um, anyway, it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I like uh, Brother McGarvey, a uh, good student of the Bible. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I like reading those kind of things because just kind of seeing what other people went through as preachers at various times has been helpful. Um, and I don't think that you need to be a preacher to appreciate that. I think yeah. it's, um, it's really good. Um but, um, yeah, there's tons of stuff out there. I wish we had more time to talk about, you know, a bunch more stuff. But you got some more. Go ahead. Go, go with that. Okay. Uh, here's a good one if you want to do a study of types, types in the Bible. This was recommended to, to us at Bridging School. Types and Shadows by uh, have that one. W. Gaddis. Some of the things that you might not have thought of that were types are included in there. And you're like, huh. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, Global Music's Behold the Pattern. There's some good uh, sound doctrine that you can study through. Uh, of course, unfortunately, we have some of our brethren that don't like that word pattern, mm -hmm. uh, but it's in the Bible. 
and Paul talks about how there are things that were written down for our pattern, and so that's actually a very good concept. Some guy, a uh, couple of guys named R.D. Uh, Beavers and Matt McBrayer. Oh, that's terrible. Recently, uh, conformed or transformed. Uh, we've advertised this on on the network before, uh, and there's some good stuff in there as well. Dr. Also Mark. makes a great paperweight and doorstop, if anything. There you, you know, go. So there's some good doctrinal stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, I've also got some kind of youth oriented books I want to cover and then I'll kick it back to you if you want to. And then I've got one more stack uh, before we move on to our next point, but uh, headed to the office by Glenn Colley, how teens become real men and elders in the church. I, uh, I have not read this one yet, but it's on my list of things to read. I've heard good things about it. Uh, Basically, it's the idea, the premise of it is, look, we need to train up our young people to have that goal of our young men, at least, being elders in the church. Yeah. Young, la young ladies, uh, elders' wives, or, or what have you. So, Yeah, I've read some excerpts of that, and um, I've got a copy, but I have, not, I have not read it all the way through. But yeah, the things that I have read have been good. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Jeff Miller, uh, Dating Without Detonating. And uh, he's he covers some good things. It says preparing young Christians and their parents to survive the courting years. Really, he does co come of it more out of like a courting approach, more the old fashioned approach to dating, which I agree with. I mean, right. dating nowadays has gotten far too casual, problematic, uh, mm -hmm. too many temptations that, that yeah. come dating these days and not enough. Uh, precautions in in my estimation so right cover some good material there his son uh let's see jeff is jeff the the dad Always, no uh that's jeff dave is son. dave is the dad okay yeah uh jeff's got another one on parenting that's good too mm -hmm. uh, two volumes yeah i've about, got that one uh, what was the name of that one again i've, I've got it at my house uh training mm -hmm. up a in the way that they should go. In the way they should, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then he's got a volume two of that one. Here's one by Joe Wells called Game Plan. And I found this one very interesting from the standpoint of uh, basically he shows us this is how we got to the point where we are in our culture. And this is how Hollywood took over and things like that, the media, the music industry, and how essentially how our culture has gotten so much more sinful in uh, just things that are are put out there and our young people are being confronted with. And so you need to have a game plan to uh, prepare our young people when they come across these things to avoid sinful material and, and whatnot. So I've enjoyed reading through it multiple times as well. Yeah, I I um uh I haven't read that one either. I like the concept of it. Um so I have uh, multiple things. I was just kind of thinking of other things um that I've got in my office. Um um I've got uh of course, you know, the Memphis lectures I think are really good and um I've read several of those books in their entirety. Um the Gospel Advocate commentary series um I think is, you know, something else that should be in uh, everybody's um, library. Um, you know, there are some uh, 
you know, some authors that I would uh, throw out. Of course, I already mentioned J.W. McGarvey. Um, you know, I read pretty much anything that, you know, he's ever written. He's got some really good stuff on the Bible lands. Um, really good stuff. I've got a book now. I, I didn't have it over here to show. Um, I've got a couple of different copies of it. Um, there is a reprint of it, and it, the reprint's easier to read. Um, but that is uh, McGarvey's Fourfold Gospel. Um, he compiles uh, the gospel accounts into one and um, makes commentary along the way. And uh, it's very good. It's a, it's a, um, it's kind of a difficult read in the sense that it's formatted. But once you get used to the formatting, um, then, you know, cause like uh, you'll be reading uh, something and then you'll see a, and then scripture quoted and B and scripture quoted and C and scripture. And then ABC and D um, are just, you know, um, the letters associated with, you know, Matthew would be a Mark would be B. And so when you get used to that, seeing that um, it makes more sense. So that kind of um, ties the gospel account together, right? Like it does chronologically yeah. and synoptically. And then of course yes. you've got John, uh, you know, you've got the synoptics and then you've got John that comes at it from a little bit different approach, but it kind of ties them all together. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think he says that he left out five words altogether. Um, something like that, a handful of words, something like that. I think that's what he said. Maybe it was a handful of words, but he, um, he left out a few words um, in the processing of that book. So it was, you know, uh, but he, he does a good job with it. Um, even to the point that, um, you know, some, some will use a past tense while someone else uses a present tense. And, and he, you know, keeps the, he doesn't just drop it. He just said, you know, shows who says what, and, and it's really good. Um, so that would be uh, really good for like a preparing a Bible class, perhaps on. Yeah. Counseling. I actually use it for the basis of my Wednesday night class right now. And um, I've gained a lot from it. Um, and McGarvey was one of those guys that he went to the Bible lands. They, the, um, I can't remember who said this about him, but they said that when he went, he went with a, with a ruler um, because he was there measuring stuff and trying to get distances from different places uh, just to have a pretty good idea about the um, geography. And even there's a place where he, um, he found the only place where the demons were sent into the pigs, you know, it was like, this could only be wow. right here. Um, so like, yeah, great Bible student. Um, you know, Lipscomb has some good stuff. Um, uh, I've grabbed different things about his, his life and, uh, and, uh, the, the few things that we have uh, from him, they're written. Um, one of those other books that we got while we were in preaching school, um, the gospel plan of salvation by T.W. Brents. Um, you know, there's also debate, uh, debate books are great. You know, um, I love debate books. You gotta be careful with that. You know, you gotta know who's teaching what, um, right. but, um, yeah, debate books are good. Um, I, I like those. Um, did you say you had another stack there? Yeah, I've got one more. Go it's a, basically like a Christian evidences slash, uh, GBI. <laughs> which is 
that was our general biblical introduction class, basically like, well, how did we get the Bible? You know, answering questions such as that. What about translation? So anyways, Christian evidences and also general biblical introduction. I've got Behold the Lamb of God by Kyle Butt with Apologetics Press. It says, uh, Exploring the Historicity, Deity, and Personality of Christ. And then this one I know is not uh, written by members of the church. This one, uh, it's by Baker Publishing, but Why the Bible is Number One. This is a fascinating read. It says, uh, The World's Sacred Writings in the Light of Science, Kenny Barfield. And what this one does is it goes to all the different Bible verses that, uh, especially in the Old Testament, that basically predate things that we didn't learn scientifically until very recently. So things like quarantining for safety, um, you know, uh, the life of the flesh is in the blood, uh, the circle of the earth, all the different scientific foreknowledge that we have that was original to the Bible. The Bible already got it right, and science didn't catch up till much later. That's what this book is all about, and I have found it to be fascinating to read. So um, before you move on, um, that reminded me of another book. Um, two doctors wrote a book called uh, None of These Diseases. Have you heard of that one? I have not. Um, uh, the subtitle kind of explains it, The Bible's Health Secrets for the 21st Century. Um, uh, it, it even goes into, like, I, I can't remember all the things, but I, I think they even went into um, uh, circumcision and how um, circumcision, there's some kind of a link there uh, between uh, circumcision and um, lowering the rate of cancer. Wow. You know, like, yeah, like, like there, there's some kind of a link. I don't remember all the details, but because um, that's more above my head than anything. Um, right. But yeah, it was some really good stuff. Go ahead. No, I'll have to check that out. And then... Uh, Last one I've got, and then we can move on if you want to. But uh, this is a lectureship book I have been meaning to read quite a bit in it. But uh, it is the West Visalia Church of Christ lectureship from 2008, or 2007, rather. It was May 6th through 10th, 2007. There's two volumes, and this has to do with that GBI idea, General Biblical Introduction. Now, some families might not find this interesting, but I find it this kind of stuff fascinating. From God's Mind Mind to Man's Pen, Volume 1, The Inspiration, the Canonization, the Transcription, and the Translation of the Scriptures. So it kind of goes in depth there and tells you, hey, we know we can trust the Word of God. And then the second one, From God's Mind to Man's Pen, uh, Volume 2, Hermeneutics and Exegesis. So what that deals with is, hey, this is how you properly interpret Scripture, because there is a proper interpretation, uh, contrary to what a lot of people think. No, there is. There is a proper interpretation. You've got to decipher what God meant. That's the proper interpretation. And then exegesis would be going line by line through the Scriptures and doing that. So it's a good resource uh, as well. That's good stuff. I yeah, I don't have either one of those. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, man, I almost feel like, you know, 
we we have well, the other things that we want to talk about like we could have like a couple more episodes here out of all this oh, but yeah. as much as we we spend on the books but i guess we'll um we'll we'll try to um abbreviate some of this stuff but let's uh, spend a little bit of time talking about uh some of the digital options here um you know um specifically uh let's talk uh bible software um now um i think going back in the day uh power bible cd did you ever have one of those chase the power bible cd um are you familiar with that so so it is um I, I don't know if it was, I think it was all gospel advocate books that was on. Um, so there's Logos. Uh, the first platform for Logos was on um, Libronics uh, platform. And uh, that's what Power Bible CD is on. Uh, and so you, I've actually got a copy of it. Uh, if you get a copy of it, it's great. Um, uh, you can load it onto your computer and, um, and have it. I think it'll work. I've got a Mac now, so I don't know if it'll work on that. Um, but uh, it does work on Windows. Um, last time I checked. Um, but yeah, Power Bible C is pretty cool. Uh, and then, like, I think a lot of us um, at the time when I was in preaching school, we were using eSword. Um, I still use eSword some. Um, I use it in a different way than I do now. And I'll talk about that later. Um, let me give a, a couple of other options here. Uh, cause I think, you know, um, uh, Chase and I use one in particular, uh, well, two in particular. Um, but, um, Accordance is a Mac software that's much like Logos. There's some pretty interesting resources on there. Um, I don't own it. I, um, I just really like Logos. Um, to be honest, I've tried Accordance before, and um, I think there's probably some benefit to it, but um, I'm kind of entrenched now in Logos, so I can't um, I can't go away from it. Uh, Olive Tree is another option uh, for you know like a digital Bible study software. Um, you know, Olive Tree and um, is not going to be really in the same category as the rest of these. Um, it's very light. Um, well, there's some other options out there, um, but uh, we've mentioned Logos a couple of times. That that is the primary one that I use. Um, I uh, I use it because um, there is an exegetical guide, and I've got a lot of uh, Greek and Hebrew resources. And um, that exegetical guide, I can type a passage in, and it will exegete it for me. And then I can go and look at every single word. And um, and then while I look at that word in particular, uh, it brings up all my lexicons and, you know, dictionaries and things that are associated with that word. Um, I like it for that. I, I use it for Bible study. I've actually taken all of my notes from preaching school. And um, I'm not through doing this, but I've been in the process of this. Every time I teach a book, this is what I do. Uh, but I take I take my notes from uh, from school, and I put them into Logos as a note per verse. So, um, uh, for example, if I go to James one and verse one, um, I take my notes from class and I make a note on Logos 
that's just copy and pasted of of my notes from class. So um, when I, the cool thing about that is, is that um, it doesn't matter if I'm on my cell phone or if I'm on my iPad or if I'm on my computer when I pull up Logos, um, I have those notes anywhere that I am and I have technology. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Um, I I find that to be extremely helpful. Uh, every sermon that I write, well, most of the sermons I write, I write in Logos itself. Now it'll automatically populate, uh, PowerPoint slides for you. And anywhere you go, if you have Logos on your phone, or if you just have an internet connection, you can hop on your Logos account and print off a sermon really quick. Uh, it's, it's really handy. Esword, I use quite a bit as well. I want to show something if I can share my screen. Uh, I really like an Esword, and Esword is free, by the way, at least a, a lot of it. I think you can buy some things in it, but the basic component of Esword is free. And I really like what's called the TSK cross-reference in Esword. So if you click on a verse, the TSK cross-reference will give you a ton of different verses that also apply to that same verse. It does a lot of the hard work for you, uh, and you can go and, and check. So, for instance, uh, 1 Timothy 5.18, For the Scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. I can go over here to the TSK cross-reference, and I can go to Deuteronomy 14, or, uh, 24, 14, and 15. Thou shalt not oppress an hired servant that is poor and needy, whether he be of thy brethren or of thy strangers that are in thy land within thy gates. At his day thou shalt give him his hire, neither shall the sun go down upon it, for he is poor and setteth his heart upon it, uh, lest he cry again against thee unto the Lord, and it is sin unto thee. Uh, Leviticus 19.13 Thou shalt not defraud, defraud thy neighbor, neither rob him, etc. And uh, there's connections to the New Testament as well. And um, Deuteronomy 25.4 Thou shalt not muzzle the ox when he treadeth out the corn. That was the one I was looking for. But anyways, it's got all the different cross-references that you can look at. And I find it very helpful, particularly if I'm like preparing like a... Uh, a topical sermon or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I am, um, I use that. Um, I, I use, so I use eSword more on my phone than I do Logos. I use Logos on my iPad and my computer. Um, but I use eSword on my phone more often. I don't know why that is. I just like it better, I guess on my phone. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I, I write my sermons in Lagos um, uh, a lot too because um, what it does is it populates uh, PowerPoint for you as you're going. And so I just use that. I, I want to spend more time in the Word and less time making a PowerPoint. Uh, so it making the PowerPoint for me uh, is good. So I do that. Um, you know, the... Um, the passage guide, you know, like, so some of the stuff that like, you know, uh, Chase was mentioning with the um, treasury of scripture knowledge, you know, we have that in Logos as well. Um, you just get to it differently. And um, it just kind of depends on how you like to see things. I think that really ends up being the ultimate thing here. Like, how does this lay out? Right. Right. Logos is 
is a powerful tool. It's got so many different things that you can do in it. And, you know, when I first got it, I was like, I don't know where to start. But uh, there's training and things that you can, you know, videos you can watch. It can kind of help you get to, get to know yeah. how to use it. So, yeah. Hey, let me see if I can. Can I um, use my, my share my screen here? See yes, here. I think so. Mm -hmm. Maybe not right now. Well, let's see. Should be under present. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I I got it. It may not work. Let's see here. Um, I'll try this again. It like I had to go through some kind of a setup here. Uh, okay. Can you see that? I don't see it. You don't see it. It's probably, okay. Probably getting. All right. Can you see that now? No. I still not. Still don't see it. Okay. Anyway, we won't worry about that. Anyway, um, yeah. So, um, lots of lots of good good material out there. Um, I prefer Logos over eSword, but I use both for different things. And um, uh, really good to have have either one of those or both of those. Um, all right. I guess we should move on unless you have some other things to say there. Uh, I think we're good. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about some Bible related apps. Um, these are, um, uh, you know, just apps you can get on your phone. Um, do you use, are you an Android guy? I, uh, I have an iPhone. Okay, I've got an iPhone as well. So we're not giving you half of the equation here with Android. So I don't, you know, there may be some cool stuff on there that I don't know about. And probably all the Android people are going, oh, these stinking <laughs> iPhone people. Um, but um, here, uh, well, you know what, Chase, I'll let you start this off. What, what do you have? Bible apps. Uh, I don't know if this would be considered an app per se. It's it's in a website browser, but a lot of times I'll go to Bible Hub. Mm -hmm. It's a website, and it's not affiliated with the Lord's Church. So just be careful. Uh, but again, uh, eat the eat the fish, spit out the bones. But uh, a lot of times, if I just want to go to a very quick commentary reference, I will type in whatever verse it is that I'm looking at and uh bible hub and then hit enter and and uh, it will take me to that verse and it gives a quite a few different commentaries underneath it that you can kind of very quickly go and look at get a synopsis or, or what have you i found it to be pretty pretty helpful um uh, again i don't think this would be an app either but a lot of times if you're on google you can type in what and this is for topical studies, basically. What does the Bible say about, and you just give me a topic, uh, modesty. And it's not the first one that pops up, but it's, uh, at least on my Google, it's the third one down, I think. Uh, openbible.info. You click on that. What does the Bible say about modesty on openbible.info? And it gives you 100 Bible verses. 
that deal with that particular topic in at least in a vague way, if not, yeah. out, if not outright. So I found it pretty helpful if I'm doing like a topical study. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, Bible hub has an app that, um, you can use to, but it just goes, it links to their website, which it also, you know, um, uh, I believe it's the same way with the AP, Apologia Express uh, Bible app. Um, Apologia Express app does the same thing. I think it takes you to um, the website, maybe, if I'm recalling correctly. Um, again, you know, Logos and eSword are are both apps. If you've got Logos, you have the app, you know. So um, there's a free version of Logos, but um, uh, you can... Um, you know, purchase more content. Um, but now, so here's where you differ with eSword. When you get the app for eSword, you have to pay for it, um, both on iPhone and um, in the iPad. And I believe they actually cost differently. Um, oh, no, 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 no. The app on the iPad and the phone, I think they match. Um, I bought eSword through the App Store on my Mac. That's what it was. Um, and the, the prices are different there, uh, but it's not a lot. And um, it's a good thing to have because you can uh, quickly pull up um, verses on on eSword. Like I said, I like that one better. Logos is um, good when you're on a computer or an iPad even. Uh, but when you get to the phone, there's too much information on that little screen. Um, eSword is a little bit easier to read on there. And so when I'm looking up stuff, I'm looking up on eSword. Um, and there's a lot of good references too. You know, like you've got that treasury scripture knowledge. You've got some commentaries and stuff. Um, and so I, I use those um, really primarily as, as Bible apps. But, you know, one app that is also a book that we should have mentioned up top um, was uh, Paul Sane's Ready Reference. Um, I have, uh, uh, I've liked that one for a, a long time. Um, yeah. that, and there's an app for it now. Um, that's a good one to have. I would encourage you to go. You have to purchase it, but it's an app. I, I love it. Um, um, because when I'm like trying to, like I'm going, oh, you know, uh, I've got this topic in my head and I just kind of want to think about it. But like, uh, I don't have anything like really um, coming to the forefront of my mind. You know, one of those days uh, go to that and just, you know, you can start plugging along. Um, I like this one for listening to the Bible. You could probably do this in different places, but uh, Bible.is. Um, it is just various um, translations of the Bible being read. Um, so different readers uh, reading the various translations. Uh, there's uh, King James, English Standard Version, um, New King James, um, different different translations. So I like that one. You can download it to where, if you're out in the boonies, you know you can download it to your phone to where uh, you can listen to the audio anytime, or you can just kind of stream it. Um, so I like those. But we need to kind of wrap some things up. So um, Chase, I'll let you kick 
kick us off with this one just as much as you you want to say here. Uh, But uh, we talked about a couple of websites. What are some good websites, uh, maybe in addition to the ones that we've already mentioned, that you would use for Bible study? Just a couple that kind of come off off the top of my head. Uh, Bible Broadcasting Network, uh, gbntv.org is the Mm -hmm. website. Also, World Video Bible School. Uh, I'm trying to think. It is uh, WVBS.org. WVBS.org. Not to be confused with Vacation Bible School. (laughs) It's not a a VBS. It's World Video Bible School. Uh, They've got some helpful stuff uh, as well. And then you've got on on the outline, which I think is great, Mm ChristianCourier.com. I have went there. I have gone there several times, especially when I'm dealing with something that's like, huh. You know, one of those difficult questions. Yeah, I would uh, say uh, Brother Jackson was very technical. Very technical and thorough. yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, you've got a, a apologeticspress.org as well. That's good for Christian evidences. Uh, Ironworkspress.org. You want to tell us about that one? Yeah, so um, that is coming soon. We have um, a blog that you can Google Ironworks Twenty One and um, you know, blogspot and you'll find us. Um, but we've been wanting to get a website for a while and, uh, we will be doing that, um, very, very, very soon. Uh, so be looking for that ironworkspress.org. Um, and if we can sweet talk, uh, some people, maybe we'll get an even better, uh, domain <laughs> at some point in time. Uh, this one was open, so we took it, you know, um, you know, talking about uh, Jeff Miller earlier with his books, I, I called him up and I was like, um, you think people think that we're just copying Apologetics Press by putting Hardware Express? It's like, it was the only one we could do. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so we also, there's a, a blog on Scared Abroad. Um, and then um, one of the, the hosts on Scattered Abroad is uh, Jameson Stewart. And he's got a Substack. Just go to um, Substack.com at uh, backslash at Jameson Stewart, and uh, you'll find him. Find him there. He's uh, he's always writing stuff every yeah. day. I think he just about yeah. he's, got, he's got an article that comes out. So he's always got some interesting uh, interesting ideas that like, huh? That was yeah. something good to write about. Hadn't thought about it. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. You have yeah. anything else to add to that? I think that's that's pretty much my list. I mean, those are a lot of my go-tos. Like right. I said, uh, I've got a whole library of books that I've I've got on my list to read, and it's one of those things. You know, the pre the uh, preaching school they always used to tell us you can't eat books. So in other words, those books you'll be tempted to buy a whole bunch of them, but just just be realistic. Uh, you know. Um, try to get around to reading them. <laughs> and mm-hmm. That's kind of my goal to eventually read as many of these as I can, but also don't forget rule number one, when it comes to this sort of thing, as it pertains to these tools, shine the light of God's word on them. Right. Take, take God's word at a hundred percent, the rest of these books and other resources, uh, you know, just take things with a grain of salt, realize that if it was written by man, that there is the possibility that man could have gotten a thing or two wrong. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, look, that's, that's actually um, something we're going to talk about a little bit more next time. 
Uh, next month, uh, we'll look at how to study your Bible. Uh, we'll be giving you uh, some helpful tips as well as um, uh, what I believe is a proven plan uh, to increase your Bible knowledge. Um, do you have anything else uh, to say before we uh, sign off here? I think that about covers it. All right. Well, join us next time for another episode of Father Time.